Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Friday by my main man, Derek Bell. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, we got Bobby Wagner becoming a possible option for the Pittsburgh Steelers and I will tell you all right now I don't care what Derek says I'm heavy on the Bobby Wagner train two top 50 free agents that have been predicted to land with the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason while they also lose a big name and then finally a change at backup quarterback that might actually make sense and make things a lot easier for the Pittsburgh Steelers but first it is beautiful here in Pittsburgh it rained all day yesterday it was gross the day before that it was beautiful it's classic spring like second winter spring here in the berg i'm loving it i'm sure it's 10 times worse there i feel my friend uh man dude i'm i'm getting bummed because uh i didn't know how to feel about the mid 70s weather um like in mid-february i was running outside i was like man this is kind of nice i can get used to this yeah. and then when i was coming out of work this morning there were snow flurries no i was like man this is awful <laughs> uh so it's like the ohio valley man like oh my god it's it's crazy how the weather like changes like this and just the allergies it's killing my eyes bro i can like barely see it's awful but Dude, aside that- from aside from the massive weather changes um uh, i'm pretty good doing pretty good excited for the combine yeah, very excited for the combine. The allergies are killing me. I spent, you know, because like every once in a while, everybody should like do something positive for their mental health. My idea of it this time was to buy like 60 plants. I have like 15 plants over there, a giant one that I could uh, possibly show you guys right there. Look at that bad boy. <laughs> Huge. And I am over here. Like I could barely breathe. By the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. It's probably the plants probably all of the plants but uh no very excited for the combine cannot wait to get out to indianapolis my uh car i got an uh a recall on my car a couple of weeks ago i took it to ford i was like hey what's going on you know i gotta travel here soon and they're like oh no worries we'll get you the part and then they called me back like an hour later and they're like oh actually your car could catch on fire if you're driving it that's what the recall is but we can't get you a new part for like two months so I was like, awesome. Can't wait to go to Indianapolis in a big-ass truck and burn way too much gas. But if you've ever driven to Indianapolis, it is perfect truck driving weather or truck driving 
atmosphere. I'm gonna yeah, get a I lot of practice it. on that next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Derek's a Derek's a lunatic that makes the drive to and back from Kentucky to Indianapolis every day during the combine. So you think you have a hard work ethic? It's not as hard as Derek's. It's not okay. even close, actually. All right, let's talk some Steelers football here. We're starting with Bobby Wagner. Became available yesterday after him and the Los Angeles Rams mutually agreed to part ways. He's 33 years old. He was due $10 million this season. You have to imagine that goes up now that he hits the market. He was an all-pro again for like the 16th year in a row. At this point, it feels like he is consistently the best inside linebacker in football, maybe outside of like Fred Warner. I mean, I'm going to ask. I don't know. I think I already know your answer a little bit, but do you think he's a possibility for the Pittsburgh Steelers this time around? I feel like last time it was a little bit far-fetched. Team's different. Situation's different. Do you think that he's an actual option here in Pittsburgh? Well, I think it comes down to a couple different things. One, does Wag like what are Wagner's preferences? Is he still trying to like I know he's his own agent. Um, he's nearing, you know, the end of his career. I mean, he's gonna be 33 years old next year. Um, is he what's he focused on? I mean, is he looking for, you know, to maximize his earnings, you know, the take the highest bidder route, or is he looking to play for a contender? I don't know that either of those situations are going to be what the Steelers necessarily have to offer. I, I, you know, just going based on, you know, we look at like preseason Super Bowl odds, you know, the Steelers are in the bottom third of the league, um, even if we're like maybe like a little bit more optimistic about that. But um, I think it depends on figuring out what he wants out of his free agency, um, you know, tour here. He's going to get an early start because, you know, he's already a free agent before the new year opens. Yeah. Um, and then for the Steelers, I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation. If if you don't feel comfortable with Miles Jack at his cap hit and you want a more reliable, steady player with like that's gonna bring a little bit more splash and swap him for Wagner, I won't hate it. I just I genuinely will say I don't know that Wagner is still this elite player that he was in Seattle. I mean what? You know, I just I, I don't know. I don't think he's the same player in coverage. And that's what kind of. OK, OK, that one I'll give you. It. Like, I still think he's a really good run defender. Um, You know, he's a really smart player. I watched some cut ups last night just because like I was I was curious after he got released. But I spent like 25 minutes going through some tape. So like this is li- very limited exposure. But um he looks to me like the same guy against the run. Someone who's like really really smart always like he's the right thing very rarely you seem like overrun plays still a really good tackler i just i don't think he's as good in coverage i think he's a little more limited there than like people maybe probably think and a lot of that's just because he's 30 gonna be 33 years old i mean yeah yeah he doesn't have the legs anymore we'll move the same at 33 as you did it you know 28 29 and like wagner like you talked about like fred warner being the you know, kind of the pinnacle of like inside linebacker, off ball linebacker uh, success right now. Like Wagner was that guy in like the mid to late 2010s. And yeah, you know, he kind of set the set the way for like what we wanted that position to look like. So I would need to honestly dive into a lot more film before I gave like a really hard yes or no. Um, but I think the Steelers are already paying Miles Jack a lot of money on the cap to keep him. And if it's a similar range of a deal than what to what Jack signed last year or to what they could get on the cap this year or next year, I mean, I, I have a hard time like just completely turning it down before watching the that, film. That's a, that's how I that's how I look at it is okay, so you gotta you gotta go into the film and 
I would I would trust your opinion over most in that situation. If he does have enough left in the tank, which what was he a second team All Pro or a first team All? He was an All Pro last year, so he was one of four guys that were selected for an All Pro at inside linebacker. It's still pretty good. He had six sacks, a career high, so he's doing just fine in the get into the backfield department. 140 tackles, I believe, two interceptions, which is not terrible. I think I'm open to it. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm at least making an offer. I'm looking at Miles Jack and, and saying, we maybe if we don't pay Miles Jack, but also even if they do, what, what holds them back from saying we could pay Miles Jack $11 million and we could pay Bobby Wagner 12 and not feel, and, and then draft an inside linebacker because from what you have told me, the inside linebacker class is not good whatsoever. So they're not guys that you're going to want to come in here and start immediately. You could develop Mark Robinson. You're not stuck with mediocre starting inside linebackers anymore. It just makes a lot of sense on the Steelers. Side. Yeah, I just I think that Jack at his cap hit and Wagner with what I anticipate that he's going to land at. I think that's just a little bit too much allocation to one position on defense. I just don't – I don't personally value inside linebacker like that. I know some people do. I just – I think it's one of the more like oh, – I think it's one of the least important positions. So that, that to me would be why I wouldn't probably want to pay like two guys that much money. Um, and the other thing I think that kind of makes it interesting is uh, you talked about like the draft class is, you know, really bad at that position. Um, I'm still trying to figure out like – who my guy is in yeah, the draft. There is no that guy. It's hard. Um, that's what I'm saying. If you could get so, but if they cut Miles Jack, what do they save? Like four million dollars, seven million dollars or eight. something? I think he's oh he has eleven point two five million dollar cap hit. And I think if he's released, they save about eight or eight and a half. Okay. I'd have to go look at like over the cap. But the, like but eight million, eight million you, is, that's yeah. a lot of money. You can if go you get a legitimate, eight million and then you go, yeah, that's Cam Sutton. The, that is Cam Sutton. But it's also, so, it's also. I mean, the Steelers are not in a situation where they're in, like, cap hell. Like, last year it was a lot of, okay, we're kind of pulling this out of our ass because the Steelers don't have the money to do this and they won't have the money to do this. You cut Mitch Trubisky, that's $8 million. You cut William Jackson III, that's $12.75 million. You now have $22 million to work with. You cut Miles Jack, that's another $8 million. You're at $30 million. Go sign Bobby Wagner for what do you think at 12 to 13 or do you think he's worth more? I have no, I have no idea. Like, like I said, without like really like diving too deep into the film, I wouldn't be able to know. I mean, with him yeah, still having the, the all pro with him still having like the all pro moniker and getting that last year. Um, and just the name recognition alone, I think he could still probably push for double digits. I don't know that he's going to get double digits from a contender. Like I said, if that's what he yeah, wants, but if you're the Steelers go. Okay. So like at the high end, $12 million. You still have what eighteen million dollars to work with? Go sign Cam Sutton. You still got ten million dollars, and you've filled cornerback and you filled inside linebacker for the most part. You'd have to go get Robert Spillane or somebody. That's where I think I find trouble. Is the backup plan is to go pay Robert Spillane like three million dollars? Why not just pay more for? Bobby Wagner or, or or a legitimate inside linebacker. Like, why are you holding back to go sign Robert Spillane and having a gap in your defense than to spend a little bit more money when you could spend a little bit more money on a bridge player? Because that's all these yeah. guys are bridge players. Well, that that's my thing too. Like, even if um 
even if Wagner's not necessarily an answer, I'm 100% in favor of the Steelers going after another like guy in free agency. I mean, yeah. I posted, I posted that link for, uh, you know, I wrote that article a week or two ago about like just all the different names. You know, you, you mentioned TJ Edwards was pro football focused, kind of linked them to the steel, linked him to the Steelers. Uh, Kazir White, another, you know, Eagles linebacker that I think makes some sense. Um, there's somebody in the chat talking about Jermaine Pratt. He was on that list. I like Pratt a lot. Um, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of guys that are probably going to sign in between that, um, like, five to seven APY mark, uh, Leighton Vanderesh, like guys like that that are going to be able to offer you an upgrade at that position, but you just might not have to pay, like, the premium tax on it, which is often the case in free agency. So even yeah. if Robin or even if Wagner's not the guy, um, something I just, like, looked at, I'm, like, going through some, like, numbers, like, kind of just live here, but – um. It is interesting. You said like he set a career high in sacks. Um, it's interesting because this was like he played a little bit less snaps than he was used to playing in Seattle. Not too much, but just a little bit overall raw numbers. Uh, but he blitzed more than he's ever he ever has. Um, and I think that that could be a response to maybe some of his declining coverage because yeah, if probably. you don't, yeah, because if you do, you can't if you don't want to take him completely off the field, you can still use him like attacking the quarterback. So I think that's, that's definitely interesting. Um, and there are ways to get around that. I just don't, um, I just don't really know how, how that's going to play out. Like I said, I think it just depends on first off, I think we'll get some reports on like exactly like what he's looking for contract wise yeah. or like what he's looking for team wise. Um, you know, I, I don't hate the idea. I probably, I'm probably in like a little bit more like wait and see until like I kind of see more, I guess. Yeah, but I I mean immediate react my immediate reaction is go get them. That's yeah. That's how I look at it. Like they need I, I, I will 100% agree with the take that like they need to Yeah, they need to make a move spot. at inside linebacker. They cannot yeah. sit there and feel comfortable with re-signing Robert Spillane and saying, "Okay, this is good enough. We'll move on." Now, if they draft somebody in their first 3 picks and they feel very confident about that, I'll take that. But I I don't expect them to take a guy in those first three picks that I feel that I feel good enough to say this is the future. I see them taking one and going, okay, this is a question mark. Maybe they feel good about it, but it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Sorry, you you get you mentioned Brian Branch in the comments, and you get put up on the screen. Those are the new rules of the podcast for everybody listening. So, <laughs> uh, nah, I appreciate uh, we appreciate the um, the comment for real, but yeah, definitely. That was like one of the things I put in my scouting report for Branch is uh he could do all the things that um you know the Steelers used to do with Hilton except he's bigger and he can actually cover so he's uh, bigger I, and he can cover I, I I I'm a huge 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 Brian Branch fan yeah so. I've officially jumped on the Brian Branch train I think he's my favorite at 17 I think he fits perfectly even if the Steelers don't need a safety he fits he's Daxton Hill just put him more wherever you want to put him on the field he's gonna make it work. Like, he'll be totally fine. You don't got to worry about it. You're not taking a risk. Like, I see Joey Porter Jr. in the chat uh, from what I've heard from you and from several other people. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to talk myself into Joey Porter Jr. Dude, I, I've I really seen, am. I was watching you, more tape on it yesterday. No, after I saw you, I saw, like, four or five different guys for the next three or four days just be like, Joey Porter Jr. ain't it. And I'm like, wow. That's – I will say I, I will say I went back to uh I went back to watch his Ohio State game from 2021 and I'm still 
I, I was starting to see it a little more. So I'm going to try to go. I'm going to try to source out some more film because I, I, I do get the intrigue. Um, the yeah, length no is doubt. just the length. the length is unbelievable. I mean, he can literally like swallow receivers like that's yeah. just it's just ridiculous. It's got that sauce gardener. This guy is a physical freak. Type I just vibe. don't. I just don't think that he moves. Um, no. He moves as fluid. Like Sauce was so unbelievably fluid for his size, especially in off coverage. And like I just, I watched. Uh, I put some cut ups. I don't know if I post them on Twitter or not, but I, I clipped some stuff from that Ohio State game. I thought he played really well, but yeah. there are off coverage reps where they're asking him to play like off man. He can't play off man, and like just him playing off the ball. Like he's really high in his pedal. Some of the transitions are a little clunky, like opening up his hips, bucket stepping. It's there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot there that like needs fine tuning. But I will say, like, if you watch the Ohio State game, he got a lot of really, really, really good reps against Olave and Garrett Wilson, who I mean, we saw it this year. Like they dominated <laughs> as yeah. rookies, which uh, which is really impressive. So um, the fact that he was going like toe to toe with NFL competition is a good thing. You just like I said, you just got to play him at the line of scrimmage and he got to clean up some of the technical stuff. But maybe he can make it work. He might be a little scheme specific, but um, I definitely think he can make it work. Yeah. For uh, this one real quick, before we go back to inside linebacker here, where does Re- Devin Witherspoon rank among DBs? Uh, you still have him at first. He's your top guy as of right I now. Got him, I got him at CB2. I'm keeping a running list, but he's the second best. He got. He's probably got the best film that I've watched. But Who's I your one? Witherspoon was your one. Gonzalez. So it's back to Gonzalez. Yeah. I, I just – I think the upside with Gonzalez is um, it's a little bit it, – it's it's – it's higher in my opinion because I think he's a lot better athlete. He's a lot, he's fluid, but you know, he's stronger. Obviously, being 6'2, 200 pounds helps. Whereas, like Witherspoon, you know, is six foot 180. Uh, it's just different type of frames. And the way that Gonzalez can move and his hips for a taller corner is really, really rare. Like some of the stuff that he can do is uh, it's freaky stuff. Um, so Gonzalez for me, I, I like him a little bit more, even like if the tape maybe sometimes isn't as clean. Uh, I just think the upside is definitely worth it. I would take Gonzalez in top like six, seven picks of the draft. Honestly, I take Witherspoon um, first round all day long, but I, I like Gonzalez a little bit more because I th- just think he's more athletic and offers more more upside. Word, word. Brian Branch, seventeen. I'm making shirts. So big bet. I've I've already looked. Like I'm making shirts. We're getting shirts. It's gonna be a branch and a train, and we're all on it. We're all on the Brian Branch train. Let's talk more inside linebacker. PFF recently dropped their top 50 free agent list. Within it, the Steelers are expected to land two names and at the same time lose Cam Sutton to Minnesota, which is becoming a revolving trend of Cam Sutton. Just he's not going to stay with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't think it's that realistic right now. But the two names that the Steelers are expected to land, Rakiasin to replace Cam Sutton, obviously, out of the Raiders, spent, what, three years with the Indianapolis Colts before that. And then the second one is TJ Edwards out of Philadelphia, who before the Super Bowl had a very good season, I thought. I don't think anybody had a very good Super Bowl defensively when it came to either side of the football, but I guess that's because the turf was weird or something. I couldn't tell you. Rihanna's show was too crazy. Anyways, either way. We'll start with TJ Edwards. You look at TJ Edwards. We just talked about Bobby Wagner. You said they need to upgrade the position no matter what. Is Edwards a more, uh, let's say, realistic option to bring in? He's younger. 
probably not going to be as expensive to land with the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely think there's he he's a more realistic target. Just like when we get into start talking about, um, you know, just numbers wise, I think he's more realistic. I um, I think I think he's an interesting fit. I don't know what his value is going to be. Um, I would anticipate probably in like the mid tier free agent market, but it's going to be saturated because there's a lot of names. Um, but I think Edwards would be a good fit. Um, he's a, from what I've always seen, I, I feel like he's more comfortable like defending the run. Uh, you get him out there in space a little bit. I don't know that I'm as crazy about him. I do know that he had a career high in pass breakups this past year, which was like eight. Yeah, he did. So I'd be interested to see like what the tape looks like in coverage, but um, definitely more of like a zone guy rather than like, you know, asking him to, you know, play man to man or like run a, run a bunch vertically. Um, but, you know, definitely him. As far as, like, you've seen, that's a really interesting name to me because, like, I was on Twitter uh, back in, you know, when he was coming out of the draft. Yeah, I think it was 2019. And uh, it would, dude, every – it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Every mock draft from, like, every big-name draft media guy had them taking you seen. And, like, it's weird. it's really funny, like, for you guys that don't know, like, the bigger, the bigger draft names – especially as it gets like closer to the draft, like the good ones, like Daniel Jeremiah and guys like that. Um, they're going off of like what they, what they are hearing, not necessarily where they would take guys. And dude, there was so much smoke around him and the Steelers. And I was like getting a little bit worried. Cause I was like, dude, I like this guy, but like, he is not first round worthy. Like uh, I would not take him at 20 he... or wherever they were slotted. Yeah. Yeah. He ended uh, up going in the second round, right? He was a second yeah, round pick. He was like the second or third pick in like the second round. Yeah. Um, but Andy, Dude, yeah. yeah, he was. He was their first guy that came in on a visit, I believe. Yeah, he, they, there was a lot of smoke. He was from Temple, obviously, so he's got the PA connection. Everybody's like, oh, they're basically neighbors, not realizing that you're four and a half hours. There's like 17 schools in between here <laughs> and Philadelphia. Yeah, but it was. I don't he, know. I'm not very high on Rocky Sin. I think he's people trying to hype him up and say, oh, he's very physical and he only allowed one touchdown last season. Yeah, I get that, but I don't know. He's like. He's like a younger Levi Wallace. That's how I look at him. Just a physical guy who, yeah, he's he's not bad. Like, you, you put him on the field, you're not going to freak out that he's on the field. But are you going to sign him for $8 million and say, you're our new cornerback one, go replace Cam yeah. Sutton? That just doesn't feel think, right to me. I think if you're going to bring him in, he's probably getting, like, somewhere in that Levi Wallace range. Yeah, like $2 so to like, $3 for million example, dollars a year. If, yeah, for, like, if if Sutton ends up pricing himself out, and you know, say which again, I expect Camp Sutton to be back. So this me too. Is, but I do think should, that if they let him hit all that, be null and void. But like if they hit that market though, if Cam Sutton hits that market, I've yeah, heard. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. if Cam really wants to, like I don't think it's crazy to say that he could go out there and like push no, the, make like, double money, digits. double yeah. digits. Yeah, and maybe the Steelers don't want to pay that. And if they don't want to pay that, and you know, say they've already like decided, you know, hey, we're already planning on you know addressing corner in the draft too. Um, I think Yassine's a good backup plan. I, I don't I don't think that I want to stamp and say, like, yeah, let Sutton go and get Yassine in here. That's not what I want to do. But yeah, yeah. Yassine's like a really, really, um, really, really strong, long corner. I mean, he has, you know, a really good wingspan. Um, you know, I think he put up like 18, 19 reps on the bench. He's like, a, he got a wrestling background, really, really physical at the catch point. Um, the thing that's kind of been missing that I wonder if it's going to turn the Steelers away 
is the ball skills. That was not that was something that, um, if I remember correctly, was not a strength of his coming out of Temple. And I know that that's not been a strength of his coming like in the league either. So I definitely think he can cover. Um, I like the mentality. He can play man. I know that he improved in zone coverage because that was that was what was weird too. Like when he got drafted by the Colts, they were playing a ton of zone coverage, and yeah. he had this label as like a heavy man guy. So yeah. that's what he was in college. So Temp- I was gonna say Temple. Temple literally only plays zone, and yeah. I know that because Temple was growing up. Temple was my go-to school. In NCAA football, yeah, just because I was down the road, people like you had to go. You you had to build Temple back up, and all they played was man. All yeah, I'll try to post man. some. I'll try to post some. Uh, you seen clips over the weekend, but uh, my buddy from Tape Don't Lie, shout out VD. Uh, he did a breakdown of uh, you seen uh, earlier this year, uh, like over the first month of the season, like breaking down all his targets and. I watched the video. He was he was balling out there. So I, I don't know how he finished the season. I couldn't tell you. I know he was banged up. He didn't play against the Steelers, if I remember correctly. He did so, not. My um, my thing here is my thing here is what what would you rather? And I get that people are not very high on Akella Witherspoon right now, but Akella Witherspoon's still under contract for the same amount of money, and the Steelers had very high expectations for this guy before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean they could if do you, that too. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna get rid of, if you're gonna lose Cam Sutton, and your idea is to replace him with something that is a lesser option, so that you could draft a bigger name and feel comfortable about that, why not just draft a first round corner and then see what Akella Witherspoon has to offer? Because that's what you were gonna do last year, and then still get rid yeah. of William Jackson and maybe go sign. You know, if you could get Rocky Sin, I guess for two, three million dollars, and feel good about it. And have four of those guys compete, that's totally fine. But I think you could go find a better James Pierre to be that fourth cornerback, and you'd feel totally comfortable. Or double dip in the draft, like we've been talking about, and then you got four corners. Boom, then you feel fine. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna. I, I still think if Sutton leaves, they're gonna want to bring in like some type of veteran. I don't know where they stand with the Witherspoon. I, I it's. It's mind-boggling to me. I mean, they went into last season with him as the very clear CB one. Yeah, he was so, their cornerback one. It was it was yeah. him and Cam Sutton. That so was that maybe was the plan. maybe they still do view him like that. I could tell you right now. Um, I can go back to look at the Eagles game and the Steelers were acting like that man was a cornerback one. Dude, that's because a, they were yeah, leaving like, him on an island with AJ Brown. <laughs> the guy had half a hamstring, and yeah, they were like, coming you know off what? an injury. Like, yeah, dude, he'll be fine. He'll be, he'll people be totally wild fun. on Twitter for that. Like, I, I just, I remember like people going at his neck on that. And I'm like, dude, y'all, y'all are crazy. Like this man just came back from a hammy. They're playing middle field clothes, asking him to press AJ Brown. Like one of the hasn't, best ball hasn't played in, in five weeks. Didn't play in five weeks. They tossed him right back out there against the best wide receiver in football. And they were just like, yeah, you, you got it. Don't even worry about it, man. Like no help whatsoever at all until you get burned for two touchdowns. And then we're going to, we're going to pull you and, and it's going to at that point, it's going to look like a benching when it's an injury. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think that I think that you could look at that and say they're not ready to give up on a Witherspoon. So maybe he's maybe he's an option. I just think that he's a sleeper in this whole thing that is not being addressed. But do you think that you think that Rocky Sin, you think TJ Edwards, you think they both strong options for the Steelers? Yeah, I mean, they, they both feel like uh they both feel like classic Steelers kind of mid-level signings, like spot, yeah. like um, spot gap kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill fill the void. Another Miles Miles Jack. Um, TJ Edwards' market value, by the way, is decently high. It's eleven point nine million dollars a year over. Count four me years. out on that. 
Yeah, that's way too much money. Way too much. Just go sign Bobby Wagner. $10 million. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm jumping it on it. Um, Mark Malone here in the comments tossing out, re-sign the smaller salary guys, Edmonds, uh, Spillane, et cetera. Do you go? So let's let's talk Brian Branch real quick before we talk about Mason Rudolph. Do you, if you had the option, Brian Branch is sitting there at 17, you have not re-signed a safety. Do you just say, screw it, we're only signing one safety and then we're drafting Brian Branch? Or do you sign both safeties and then draft Brian Branch and make him a nickel? Either or. I mean, all of them sound fine <laughs> to me. I don't I don't really care. I mean, I, I do know that the Steelers are going to – I would be really surprised if they didn't want to – if they didn't want three quality safeties on the ro- – or starting quality safeties on the roster next year yeah. just because of how good they were with that with those sets last year. I, I yeah. think even if KZ walks and he, you know, gets more money elsewhere, he gets a starting uh, position elsewhere, then – uh, I definitely think that they'll look to, you know, bring somebody else in. With Branch, that's the thing, man. He He's a skeleton key. You can put him literally anywhere. Like, he can be a day one nickel for you. I think he can play, like, early downs, strong safety. You know, if Edmonds or KZ or one of those guys walks or somebody's hurt, like, he can definitely do that. The only thing, like, we really haven't seen him do is play, like, center field. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the only fine. thing. You we don't really ever don't have know. to do that in Pittsburgh. Never. Yeah, I mean, they already have Minka for that. Like, but you know, that's yeah. something that he's gonna have to get like experience and exposure to. But that's what you got preseason for. You can work on that. I'm stuff. saying, you you got a you got a whole NFL career to learn how to play center field. That's yeah. That doesn't have to happen one year. Yeah, yeah. If you're that good, you could do pretty much anything. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here is the backup quarterback. Dangly keys to to any football fan. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson going on. You got. Derek Carr going on. Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness. That's going on. The Steelers have their own quarterback situation right now. It's Mitch Trubisky, and what the hell do you do with them? I think things possibly got easier for the Steelers. Now, I don't know if you've read this, but Tim Benz out of the Trib Live dropped a report a couple of days ago saying that Mason Rudolph is open, quote-unquote open, to a return to the Steelers if Mitch Trubisky is gone. Uh, did you read the story? Because if you read the story, it's much more, it's much less Mason Rudolph is open to return to the Steelers. And it's much more, if I have no other option and my choices are to go to the USFL or the Steelers, I will return to the Steelers. But <laughs> we'll ignore that and just act as if it's a possibility. If Mason Rudolph does not get a, like a really strong backup gig somewhere, and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. In my opinion, it's almost it's the easiest call you can make to say get rid of Mitch Trubisky and bring back Mason Rudolph. Do you feel the same way? How do you feel about the situation? Yeah, I did not read the report. I saw enough people talk about it on the timeline. The backup quarterback situation, as I've said on here, just does not interest me as much as it does as other uh, people. I know the backup quarterback is always like the most popular person in the fan base, but yes. Um in terms of do I think Mason would make sense as a backup, I'm completely fine. Like if if he wants to be here and that's that's what he wants to do, he wants to stay in Pittsburgh and be a backup, that's cool. Um, we know that last offseason, like he was really adamant about like he felt like he was a starting quarterback in the league and wanted to have the, you know, capable like have the option or have, you know, be in some sort of competition to where he was going to be able to win a job. 
I doubt that that's going to be out there elsewhere, but maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe yeah, he feels like, so. you know, he can go sit. You know, there's going to be other NFL teams with a more likely starter to get benched than Kenny Pickett. So if, if he goes out, you know, say, you know, I'll just throw this out there like Miami. Like Tua's obviously got a lot of issues. You know, he's had a bunch of concussions. Um, do I, I don't know if he's necessarily a fit there or whatever, but like he could go look at spots like that and say like, okay, I've got a better chance of getting on the field next year here than I do in Pittsburgh. And that's yeah. where I'd rather go. I would be surprised if Mason's first choice would be to stay in Pittsburgh. If it was, you know, signing him to a perfectly fine, solid backup quarterback deal does not bother me one bit. I would prefer that over paying Mitch Trubisky what he's on the cap for next year. I think, Personally, I gave this take on Twitter a couple weeks ago and people are uh, all up in arms. But um, I think if you are paying a backup quarterback the amount of money that Mitch is making next year, you are forfeiting some of the advantages advantages of having a rookie-scaled quarterback contract. Yes. And what I mean by that is like, you know, for instance, Lamar stays in Baltimore next year. They're going to be paying, you know, X number of money on the cap. You look at what the Steelers are going to be paying. Can he pick it? You know, you have a cap advantage there, and by sign by having a backup quarterback making as much as Mitch is, you're di- still allocating a bunch of money to the position, and you don't you lose some of that advantage. And I think yep. like it would probably be more wise to just roll with Mason if that's the if that option's on the table. And I don't know who who knows what what's real, what's not. I I hope that uh you know they get something figured out. I do not have any interest in Mitch Trubisky being on the team next year. His current cap hit though. No, I, I don't either. And I think that if the Steelers are going to use the excuse of, well, he's comfortable with Kenny Pickett and we don't want to hurt Kenny Pickett's development and he's a good mentor, that's te- a terrible excuse. But if that's if you're if we're going to say that's fine and dandy, well, here you go. Here's your out. Here's your way to escape that. Go sign Mason Rudolph or at least offer him something and say, hey, come back on. What does backup quarterback make? $2 million a year? Come back on two, two and a half million dollars a year over the next two years. Come to Pittsburgh. You already know Kenny Pickett. There's the relationship. There's the mentorship that you were looking for. Mason Rudolph is a true professional, has been a true professional his entire career. Get rid of Mitch. Save a boatload of money. It just, I mean, it makes perfect sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For Mason Rudolph, it doesn't. doesn't make any sense at all, unless he doesn't get a better job somewhere, but or I'd like put it in my contract that when Matthew Stafford goes down in week seven or, you know, Tua goes down in week two or Daniel Jones goes down or whoever that the Steelers actually make an attempt to trade Mason Rudolph because what they did last year when the Rams were working with whoever as their quarterback before Baker Mayfield and Carolina was working with you know, whoever through BJ Walker at some point throughout the season. And Mason was just sitting there on the bench and they weren't even trying. That's what, that's where the issue was. That's when the Steelers did him dirty. And if they, if they could work that out where they say, okay, you know, we will get rid of you. If you have an opportunity, I think it works out for both sides. And I'm not, I'm not for the whole notion of, oh, well, you got to have a good backup quarterback to mentor your second year quarterback. No. That's but I think no. but I think even then, I think Mason could be that I mean he Mason he's is that. I think, I, so I mean yeah. I, I don't he I think knows Kenny. yeah I think it's that's what I'm saying is I think it's the perfect out for the Steelers to use that excuse and say hey well you know this is our option we'd like to do that and yeah here it is get rid of it because they spending ten million dollars on a quarterback is on a backup quarterback is 
It's just dumb. Like it's just dumb. And especially you could what if probably get Mason for about half of that. Yeah, half. You think you're getting Mason for five? I think you're getting Mason for two and a half. I, I think Mason would probably take like a two year, like ten million dollar deal to come back. And I, I think it's perfectly fine. You could do the cap hit for next year, be like three million. The year after, about six and a half, seven, the cap goes up. That's that's completely fine. Yeah, I cool agree. But I think it makes so much more sense. And then hope that like Hendon Hooker slides to the fifth round and go draft Hendon Hooker. And then he got a backup on top of a backup. Yeah. And he feels totally fine. How bad is it though? Do you just does this does the does the script completely flip on how people feel about Mason Rudolph? And this is I think this is a good way to end here. If they re-sign Mason Rudolph to be the backup and then they draft a quarterback that beats him out. <laughs> uh, oh. That is the just the I mean, uh how it, do you it would be it would be a hell of a way to, for him to go out for sure. That would be awful. Like that would be if, if you're a Steelers fan still bagging on Mason Rudolph if that happened. Uh you got But we know they're that. gonna at least bring in like a priority free agent. They're gonna bring in something. I hope they're they gonna don't need draft a draft one, but I mean, they you don't want see. I'm on the. Year. I'm. I kind of feel that they they should draft one. You don't think that? No, I, I just I don't. That the Oladokun pick last year still. Sets no, it me. shouldn't be Chris Oladokun. It should not be a Chris. It kind of sets me on fire a little bit. Not gonna yeah. lie to you. Oh, that was the worst it's, pick of all time. It's hard you to watch. Brock Purdy. It's well. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and they got all these seventh round picks. You know. Yeah, falling out, Jalen Watson, all and then Isaiah Chris Oladokun sitting on their practice squads. Chris Oladokun got, a, got yeah. a ring, and then you know the Steelers wasted a seventh on the backup quarterback that they had zero intentions to Dude, keep the, on the active roster. Not a backup quarterback, a fourth string quarterback. They drafted Bad somebody process. to say, "Hey, we won't even give you an opportunity to beat out Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky. You are just Bad here." Process. Oh, it was awful. That was awful. Get Kevin Colbert is one of his worst picks. His was his last pick, and that was uh, that was rough. But no, nah, what if Hendon Hooker slid to the fifth round? You're not drafting him. Mm, I mean, they right now they don't even have a fifth round pick, so they have to get one. Yeah, uh, they have to wait till the seventh. Yeah, I mean, or you know, you can pay from next year's bank and you know see if anyone wants to trade you. You know, they could trade the next year's fourth for this year's fifth or something like that. I, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I just I think they got they're gonna have too many other needs to invest in like a third quarterback. Even even though I think Cooker's a he's an intriguing like developmental guy, but um, you know I'd probably invest my resources elsewhere. Honestly, uh, the Steelers love to invest their resources in backup quarterbacks. They've had a yeah. pretty good long list of them for a long time, but it's a story we'll keep an eye on it, no doubt. Mason Rudolph is probably listening to this somewhere, praying and hoping that anybody gives him an offer day one of free agency. So that is an excuse never to come back to the city of Pittsburgh, but we enjoyed your time here. Thank you very much with that. We're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of all Steelers talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. And also anywhere you get your podcast. I will be back on Monday with Steven. Me and Derek are heading to the NFL and Steven are heading to the NFL combine next week. So make sure that you guys catch us all week long at allsteelers.com. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. 